Welcome to the Biology of Trauma podcast, the show that provides professionals with the knowledge and tools for effective science-based solutions for the trauma healing journey. I am your host, Dr. Amy, and I've done the hard work so you can stop your endless searching, have a roadmap for your own work, and be able to help others more powerfully. Welcome to this episode of the Biology of Trauma podcast. I am your host, Dr. Amy, and in this episode, I will be sharing the story of someone very important to me and to the biology of trauma community and to the 21-day journey community. Her name is Jude Weber. Now, Jude is an EFT, or Emotional Freedom Technique Practitioner, and also in the Biology of Trauma Professional Certificate Program. She is also now a trained mentor who helps me lead people through their 21-day journey into their nervous system to calm aliveness, and she's so good she helps train the trained mentors. And yet her personal journey has taken many twists and turns in order to get here. She has dealt with years of debilitating eczema, eating disorders, and other struggles. Many of you will be able to relate to having had a life with many twists and turns to get where we are today. And yet today, her life does look drastically different. So I asked Jude to sit down, share her story, and I've taken her interview and then paused her story at different points to emphasize key concepts I don't want you to miss. As Jude shares, she did not see trauma in her story, and definitely not trauma in her body. Her story is one of learning to recognize the trauma disease connection in her body and in her life, and how the three essential elements of healing, this integrative approach of somatic work, biology work, and parts work, were the missing pieces for her journey back home to herself. What I want you to get most out of this podcast episode are the following teaching points her story will highlight. Teaching point number one, the necessity of an integrated approach to trauma work, especially when trauma has manifested itself in our physical health. Second teaching point, the essential element of somatic work. The third teaching point, the essential element of the biology piece what many describe as having been the missing piece for them if they've done these other pieces. And the fourth teaching point, the essential element or pillar for parts work. I can't wait for you to meet her and hear her story and gain the hope and clarity for your path forward. Here's Jude. Hi, I'm Jude Weber and I live in Los Angeles, uh, originally from New York. And I am uh, an emotional freedom techniques practitioner or known as EFT tapping. And now, of course, uh, weaving in many somatic and body-based practices and educating people on the biology of trauma. Before I even knew what this meant, I would always start out sharing my story by saying, I came into the world dysregulated. And again, I didn't even know what that meant, but I knew that there was something off. And I developed at a very early age eczema. And as I look back now, I believe that that was either a cry for touch or it was a protection from harsh touch. My house was very chaotic. I was the, I'm the youngest of four children. My mother was an alcoholic. My father had an enormous amount of rage and a lot of generational rage. So at about four years old, I was physically abused from the rage of my father. And I 
believe that I went into shock and I had lived my entire life in that shock until I started learning about trauma and the effects on the body. High school, I had developed an eating disorder because as a child, up until that point, I stuffed all of my feelings with food. It was my only escape, my, my only escape. It was really only my only sanity from the madness that I felt like was inescapable, not only in my family, but I have lived with this very uh, tumultuous relationship with my human experience. And being in my body, I have always felt trapped. And so I developed an eating disorder and I started becoming bulimic and anorexic. And that journey had lasted for 30 years. It started in high school and it had all kinds of iterations. And, you know, again, just this was, this was such a means of control right? Because I felt like I had no control in my world, but it was really the most profound and deepest level of disconnecting from myself because from all of these experiences already, right? Starting at a very young, a young age, my main core belief was that I'm wrong. I'm a mistake. I'm not wanted. I shouldn't be here. So of course, having anorexia was a means of disappearing. I was walking around a shell in my life. And yet through the years, I became very successful in the work that I did. I had wonderful jobs. I traveled all over the world, you know, for business, but there was such a disconnect with me and my body and my mind. And I was just kind of a human doing the house of cards all fell when my mother died. And that was in 2005. And I was already in my 40s. And I was still in an eating disorder. This is when the adult eczema started coming back. And there was so much um, dysregulation. But again, at the time, I didn't know that that's what it was. And I was just literally for years and years and years seeking help outside myself doctors, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, you know, just trying to find out what was wrong and to put this fire out on the outside because I was just focusing on my skin. And this went through a 10 year span. And in that time, my father also had passed away. And I, I, I got to the point where the eczema was so life-threatening. It was head to toe. I was a burn victim. That's what it looked like. And I just had, my whole body was open wounds and the unbearable pain, both physically and emotionally and seeing no way out. I just, I, I was barely functioning. And somewhere in me, I knew that this was trauma unleashing in my body. Again, I didn't have the education. I didn't have the resources. I didn't have access really to anyone who was getting it. And I would go to doctors and, you know, it's wonderful, right? Because we live in a world where there's something for everyone and everybody's in their wheelhouse doing their best, but nobody was understanding this relationship that I was trying to explain 
I don't think that this is just normal eczema or else I would have had this experience my whole life. And it was so, so, you know, maddening. Um, and really on a daily basis, choosing, having to make a choice if I wanted to stay on the planet because it was so unbearable. Nobody was understanding this relationship that she was trying to explain. Has that been an experience you've had in your life? Has that been an experience that you've had with your healthcare practitioners? Certainly was one of the experiences that I've had and many others have told me the same. And I want to emphasize what is being said here because it's so important. Jude's story is highlighting what the healing journey requires. It requires an integrated approach, an integration of psychology and biology, an integration of these pieces. We can't expect to experience all of the changes with just focusing on the psychology or just focusing on the biology. We have to do an integrated approach, mind-body approach, if you will. And this is what was missing for Jude in her journey so far. And yet, from what we gather from her story, Jude has shared many signs of stored trauma and its impact on her, her body, and her health. Deep down, Jude knew that there was a trauma disease connection with her eczema and eating disorder, and yet didn't yet have the map to be able to address her symptoms at this root cause level. Trauma is a root cause level. And so we can address symptoms of diseases, but it will not result in the change that we want until we are able to identify and address the root cause. This is why an integrated approach is necessary and necessary for trauma work. So if you're coming in for trauma work, you need an integrated approach. But if you're coming in for physical health issues, it still requires an integrated approach in order for us to achieve the most change and transformation that we can have. Let's jump into Jude's story because I want her to share with us the piece that she brought in next, which was the somatic work and how that changed things for her. I was in and out of several clinical trials, which at the time that was very, very, they were really just pioneering um, clinical trials for eczema. And my first trial that I was in saved my life. It saved my life. It was my whole world changed. Everything, you know, cleared up. And then after about three or four years, it stopped working. And I recognized that I was living my life dependent on medication. It was like I couldn't survive without oxygen, you know, if I had a lung disorder. And it was, I couldn't survive unless I had something to calm my skin down. Again, not having any of the resources that I really needed to work through what was really happening in my body. And then I was in several other trials that didn't work. Finally got into another trial. And then I met Dr. Amy and I went to her first uh, biology of trauma summit and it was like Christmas day. It was like somebody gets what I have been feeling inside, what I have known is happening and I have not had any way out. And 
I knew immediately this was the path that I was going to follow, following her, whatever she did, whatever she said, whatever she did, I was on board. And I did my first 21 day journey. And, you know, even in the first 21 day journey, I still wasn't, you know, listen, it was at this point, you know, 50 something years of living in a certain way. So it wasn't like, oh, I did the 21 day journey and now I'm set free. You know, I mean, this is like a practice. This is building a muscle. This is so much reconditioning and rewiring. And, but I remember my big aha in the first 21 day journey that was so profound to me. And I remember because I was so in tune with my body sensations and what was happening. And I was really practicing this work on a daily basis. And I remember noticing when I would get a trigger and it would run through my body within milliseconds, I started noticing my histamine response. And that was such a huge thing for me to recognize this relationship between my external environment, the triggers that were, you know, happening in my body and the reaction and where a lot of my reactions were, you know, how they were, um, how they were showing up for me. And so I really started paying attention to that and, and applying the somatic work. The moment I felt a trigger, you know, I couldn't control the trigger but I could control how I responded to the trigger at that point. And that was the beginning of really working with my body and noticing the changes that were happening as I started calming my nervous system. And I was, I was really starting to be able to even know when the triggers were about to happen based on all of the tracking that I was doing. Triggers. Oh my word. Let's talk about triggers. So like Jude, she would notice that when she would get a trigger, it would run through her body within milliseconds. And she would notice it with a histamine response or a form of allergy response. Maybe for you, you've noticed that response happen more in your gut, in your digestive system. Or maybe for you, you've noticed it show up more in other areas of your body. Maybe your heart racing or your breath stopping. But we can't always control the triggers from happening, but what we can do is learn how to respond differently. And by respond differently, I mean our body responds differently because as we've seen from Jude's story, a trigger is a body response. It's a body reaction. And we can actually teach our body how to respond to triggers differently. And like Jude says, this is the beginning of really working with my body. And as Jude talks about the somatic work, this is where I start people. This is an essential pillar. Somatic work is an essential pillar to an integrative approach to trauma. And not only the essential pillar, but where I start. It's the essential pillar that I start with because it actually gets the body ready for the other pieces, for the other essential pillars. And so as Jude was saying, it's the beginning of really working with our body and then noticing the changes that are happening as we start calming our nervous system down. 
This is why I refer to the 21 day journey as the journey to calm aliveness. It's what it did for my system. And it's what the changes that happen for many other people going through this journey. It's this sensation. It's this experience of feeling calm, sometimes for the first time in a really long time, feeling calm and yet very alive. It's not the calm and tired, calm and exhausted. It's the calm and very alive. This is what gets our body ready. It prepares our body. It lays the foundation for our body to even be open and receptive to the other pillars that we're going to talk about later in this episode. So somatic work. Yes, it is an essential pillar for an integrative approach. I do not think that anyone can have the most transformation possible in their trauma work or in their physical health as as trauma has manifested in their physical health without incorporating a version of somatic work. And for me, it's more than just a mind-body connection. It's actually learning how to create the felt sensations that our body needs. Somatic work is learning to respond differently to triggers. It's learning how to become the expert in our own bodies. It's learning how we can create a felt sense of safety, support, and safe expansion in our body. This is what lays the foundation because I have seen many people who go to the doctors, go to the medical practitioners, and they are spending thousands of dollars on their medical treatments, and yet they're not able to achieve full resolution of their symptoms. And that's because they're missing these other essential pillars. And for me, the somatic work is what I have found creates the foundation for the body to be open. Because if we're not feeling safe in our body, if our body is not feeling safe, it's going to remain guarded on the defense. And it's not going to be receptive to diets, supplements, lifestyle changes, possibly even medications. It's not even going to be receptive. It's still in a guarded um, kind of fight or flight. Everything is a danger. And so in order for the body to be ready We have to do this preparation, and that's why I lead everybody through a 21-day journey to start with. It's a 21-day journey of specific somatic exercises to lay that foundation. This is an essential pillar, and for me, it's the first essential pillar that I lay down for an integrative approach to trauma. Now, we can't stop there. (laughs) We can't stop there because trauma does create changes in our biology. This is what Jude's experience was. This is what your experience has been. Even if you don't feel it yet, trauma creates these changes in our physiology that will become over time symptoms, conditions, and diagnoses. So we do need to address the biology piece. And let's hear what Jude did next for her biology piece. Then I started doing the biology of trauma work. And that, as I said before, was so groundbreaking because I was starting, even though this is all, you know, work that we're, you know, sensations in our body and working with the body, there is a lot to be said for being able to connect the dots and to be able to address and um, repair these you know, misalignments from our biology. And also, you know, for me, I had always called myself like I would get crosswired and all jumbled. And 
I started to understand what was happening and why I had these patterns. And, and as I mentioned earlier, how the tracks had already been laid, the foundation of all of these experiences were just accumulating through the years. It wasn't just like suddenly, you know, my parents died and I had this experience. It was already building up in my biology. So again, this was all just part of the healing that I could allow myself to relax and understand what was happening in my body. And that's why for me, even in my work, it's so important to educate people on what's happening in their body because it's, it, you know, it gives people the ability to just relax and know that there's, there's a reason why this is happening. When we understand what is happening in our body, it is true. It allows us to relax, to relax into the process. And as we look at the biology piece, this is another essential pillar of an integrative approach to trauma work. This is a missing piece, right? It's not very common that you go to your therapist and they talk to you about the biology and aspects of your biology that will actually create blocks in your ability to do trauma work. But that's exactly what will happen. And when I first started somatic work for myself and on my personal journey, I was dealing with a lot of physical health symptoms, just like Jude. Mine were different, but it's the same thing. It's this manifestation of trauma in our body. And what I found was that my biology would create a ceiling effect for how much trauma work I could do. And specifically somatic work, because that's what I was doing at the time. I had uh, no longer pursued the traditional talk therapy. I had done that for years. And now I was doing somatic work and noticing that my physical health was creating the ceiling effect. The fatigue, the brain inflammation and the brain fog, the digestive issues, these were the things that would get kind of stirred up with somatic work and create the ceiling effect and slow me down. So while we start with somatic work, for me, it's 21 days. We can't just stay with that. We have to bring in this biology piece because the trauma that we experience, yes, we experience it on an emotional level and we experience it on a behavioral level, but it's happening on a cellular level as well. And our cells can get stuck in trauma. Our cells can get stuck in the trauma response. And so we can bring in these other pieces, but if the biology is still stuck, then it will create that ceiling effect and we will be blocked in our ability to have the transformation that we could have. We won't be able to get as far if we have this biology that's holding back. And so as we work on the biology and we address sensitivities, not only emotional sensitivities, but we're addressing chemical sensitivities or food sensitivities, we're addressing these vulnerabilities in our biology that allow our system, and by our system I mean our nervous system, our physiology system, to be more resilient. And in that resilience, be able to accomplish and go through, have the capacity for a greater degree of somatic work and with this next essential pillar that I'm going to talk about with parts work. So in summary, we bring in somatic work as an essential pillar. And I start with that, but, I, but I'm only going to do 21 days because pretty quickly 
a person's biology will become their ceiling effect, and we need now to address the biology piece. And this third piece for me is an essential pillar. It cannot be neglected, cannot be avoided. And if we don't bring in this third essential pillar, then again, we won't experience the degree of change, transformation, and healing that we could uh, accomplish. So let's jump back to Jude's story and hear her parts and the parts work that she did and how she incorporated that into her journey. What is wrong with me? Why can't I control this? Why blaming my body? Why are you doing this? You know, which was really just perpetuating all of the activation and all of the sympathetic, you know, state every time something would happen and I would be at war with myself as opposed to applying compassion, you know, or, or just being with myself and being with what came next, which was the parts work. Now, the parts work really put me on the map of healing. I mean, without a question, recognizing the parts and discovering what they were, listening to them, giving them a voice, allowing them to come out of hiding. And and this was the biggest shift for me was that when I started working with the parts and I was recognizing the parts, there were like a family of fear parts that were keeping me sick, that were secondary gains to keeping me from being out in the world. And these, as I've learned, you know, these parts are protecting us. They're doing their best. They were protecting me from being out in the world in several ways. One, the fear of rejection. Two, the fear that I wouldn't make it, that I wouldn't be capable of being responsible for myself in the world. And three, the fear that I would ultimately find out that I wasn't worthy and that I wasn't wanted and that I was wrong and I shouldn't be here. But the even larger part of that through this work that I got to understand that I really gained clarity on was, yes, there were these fears, but the biggest fear that I was armoring myself from my entire life, right, that I had built this fortress around me was that I was afraid of feeling the moment of that impact if I were to find out that I wasn't really worthy and wanted. So I had been bracing myself my whole life, fearing that impact, because when I felt that as a child, I imagined through my physical abuse, that that was so painful, I made some inner conclusion that I would never feel that no matter what it costed me. And through all of these experiences, the eating disorder, the life-threatening eczema, I nearly lost my life several times. So that's how intense the trauma and these parts of us that have, that 
you know, for me, these parts that held me back from being out in the world, you know, that it was safer to be sick and almost dying than to feel these experiences that were, that were clearly rooted in my nervous system. Parts that hold us back from being out in the world. If you relate to having parts that feel safer to be sick, safer to stay small, to stay safe, this is one way to recognize that you also have stored trauma in your body. It's not only Jude who has made the inner conclusion that I would never feel that no matter what it costed me through all of these experiences that we've had, that it would not be safe to feel. I spent years uh, stuffing, ignoring, overriding my internal sensations, my internal feelings, because I had come to the same conclusion that I would fall apart if I felt everything in my body. And so I was doing things that would help me not to feel. And that's one of the ways in which my trauma manifested. And so we have these parts of us and that's why parts work is an essential pillar for an integrative approach to trauma healing. As much as I have seen other modalities be helpful These three essential pillars, I call them essential for that reason, is that I have not seen someone be able to arrive at the degree of healing and transformation and change that is possible without integrating these three pillars. Now, they can do other things and those can be helpful. Sometimes they can be hurtful, depends on when they're doing them and how they're doing them. But these three pillars are essential. Somatic work, biology and parts work. So what is parts work? Parts work is just that where we have a part of us. We have something called parts of us. These parts of us have belief systems and stories that they hold coming out of experiences. And rather than saying that I am this way, maybe I am a perfectionist or I am a people pleaser. What I can say now through this lens of parts work is that, ah, I have a part of me that likes to be perfect. I have a part of me that feels that it has to be perfect for it to be okay. I have a part of me that feels like it needs to please other people in order to be safe and okay. I have a part of me that believes that it is unlovable. And this allows me to separate myself in the sense that I can now take care of that part. I'm not separating myself from that part at all. That part is a part of me, (laughs) but what I can do now is rather than seeing and experiencing it as, well, this is me and this is all of me. And if it's all of me, I, I can't take care of myself. I need someone else to come in and make me feel okay. I need someone else to come in and make me feel lovable. What parts work allows me to do is to see this as a part of me and that I can take care of that part. I can take care of the part of me that feels unlovable. I can create the felt experience of being loved for that part of me. It's powerful and it puts us back in the driver's seat, which is essential for an integrative approach to trauma. A person has to be empowered, not be disempowered and needing and looking to someone else to save them, to 
be the, their, their savior and the one that can make them feel better or the one that can uh, calm them down or take them out of a trigger. We need to be able to do this for ourselves. And these are the essential pieces in order to do that. The parts work is something that allows the increase in our capacity even to do the somatic work and the biology work so that these three pieces are integrated. And the more somatic work we do, the more that we can do the biology work and the parts work. The more biology work we do, the more we have capacity to do the somatic work and to do the parts work so that they're all integrative and they all feed off of each other. When we have trauma and we're still stuck in that, it's a cycle that feeds off of itself so that the trauma is almost creating more trauma. And when we can change that and we can start to separate these and incorporate somatic work, incorporate the biology work, incorporate parts work, now we're creating a cycle that is serving itself. Now we're creating a cycle that's rather than creating a biology of trauma, it's creating a biology of safety. It's creating a biology of wholeness as these three pillars work together to increase our capacity, increase our regulation, if you know that word, increase our felt sense of safety, security, and aliveness going through life. So these are the three essential pillars. And I love how Jude explains how she used these in her own journey. And we're going to hear the rest of her story here because what has happened to her since has blown my mind. And I think that it will bring you so much hope for what is possible when you integrate these three essential pillars for your healing journey. The good news, the real incredible news of working with Dr. Amy through these years, these last two years, which is just feels like an absolute miracle to me is this last clinical trial ended in January abruptly. I didn't even know that it was ending. And I had no idea what was in front of me. I didn't know if I was going to be in bed again. I mean, I, up until this point for 10 years, could not live without medication. And it has now been five months. I am not on any medication. I am not, you know, little flares, but manageable because I just keep working with my nervous system. And I am so clear that this whole experience really has been nervous system dysregulation. And I am, the gratitude I have for Dr. Amy and the work, her work that she's done to be able to bring this to people and change lives is really truly the gift that keeps giving. And now the people that I'm able to help, and it's not just speaking the work, it's like I have lived this work and I have really embodied, you know, what this path is and how prevalent it is and how necessary it is, you know, in the work that I do and the people that I get to bring it to. This has been life changing and life transforming, like on every level, that even, just going to throw this in the ring, I got married for the first time at 60 years old. And that is all because of this work, because of my ability to 
be in a loving relationship, to be able to um, be healthy enough, you know, on all levels to be in a relationship and to allow love and give love so freely because I am able to be in my body. And now I'm working on this incredible relationship with really loving my body and being so grateful for my human experience where, uh, you know, before it was just my whole life was in resistance to my human experience. So gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. It could have been very easy for me to give up. You know, I mean, I lived my whole life. No one's ever going to love me. You know what I mean? And, but really it comes down to, I had, as I started doing this work and started noticing changes in my body and in my, my energy, my being, how I, how I expressed myself, you know, that part of me that had been so stifled and my whole, as you can hear, you know, I'm just an expressive person. And I started recognizing like, what am I tolerating? I've been tolerating, you know, living in certain ways, tolerating these beliefs, tolerating these symptoms, you know, tolerating this idea that no one's ever going to love me or I'm not going to be able to be in a healthy relationship or I'm not going to fill in the blank, you know? And so it's, I think this work has given me the ability to really get in touch with this mind and body experience, right? That we all, that we're all navigating and really giving myself permission to have more. And as I started doing more and more of this work, it felt safe enough to do more. And it's not, doesn't always feel safe. There's times where I'm, you know, putting my toe in the water, but the tools, the practice, the, there's deeper levels of this work. No matter how many times I've mentored in the 21 day journey or mentored in parts work or you know, learn something new in the biology of trauma. It's, it's like it marinates and it goes deeper and it, and that depth gives me the ability to keep stepping out more and more. And that's, you know, that's the life that I'm choosing to live now. And with all of the conditions that I have navigated, it really does begin with the nervous system. And you know, I would say for anyone, whether you're getting outside help or not, to give yourself the gift of starting with the nervous system or incorporating the nervous system work, whether it's even starting with Dr. Amy's YouTube videos or absolutely the 21 day journey, because that's it's not just a journey of exercises, the level of education and support and community that is there to just like hold you with so much love and so much um, grace to be able to be on your way. I mean, for me, that's, that would be the start. It is true. 
that an important aspect of the 21 day journey is the community, is the support of that community. It's also the education. It's not just somatic exercises, but also having this community to hold you with so much love and so much grace for your healing journey. What a place to start. And that's where I would want you to start so that no matter where you are on your journey, have you brought in somatic work? Have you brought in somatic work in a way that serves you, that helps you, that you have a daily somatic practice, that in the moment you know what to do, that you know how to help your body respond differently when triggers happen? If you don't have that piece yet, then that's where I would encourage you to start for this integrative journey. Again, all three elements are essential. The somatic work, the biology, and the parts work, they are all essential but I have found that starting with the somatic work lays the foundation for our body to be open and feeling safe and receptive to the other work that we do. So maybe you want to join me for your 21 day journey if you have not done that yet. And then we would need to talk about the biology work because that will be a ceiling effect and will block your ability to do somatic work, to grow in your somatic work, I should say not just to start somatic work, but to grow in your somatic work. It will, your growth will be blunted and that we don't want that. And so you can join me for one of the biology of trauma modules. You can also make an appointment with one of my biology of trauma health coaches to start to address the trauma and how it's manifesting in your body in an integrative way. And then we do the parts work and I have an introduction to all parts of me. This is a course that I strongly recommend that you take right after the 21 day journey so that we can bring in that parts work. And then in the biology of trauma modules, that's where I integrate all of that. So we do advanced somatic work and advanced parts work as we also incorporate the biology. This is what an integrative approach to trauma looks like, especially when that trauma has manifested itself already in our physical health. We have to have an integrative approach once that happens. And with that, thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to share this episode with a friend who needs the encouragement of what is possible and perhaps needs to hear these three essential pillars for an integrative approach to trauma. And I will see you on the next Biology of Trauma podcast episode. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe. We definitely will learn, laugh, and sometimes cry together on this healing journey. And you won't want to miss an episode. Give my podcast five stars, share it with a friend or colleague. If you felt an impact as it truly helps get the word out and breaking the paradigm of how we do trauma work. I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Until then, this is your host, Dr. Amy, sending you lots of love.